Uh, the prophet of the prostitute part one, I'm going to read the scripture. Hosea chapter one, verse two. Hosea chapter one, verse two, to set this whole thing up. It says, when the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, go and marry a prostitute so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. Oh, it's going to be so much fun today. Let's go. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for this time today. Holy Spirit, I ask you to bless your word. Let it be life-giving to each and every one of us as we hear it, as we receive it. Lord, I pray that beyond just hearing a story, beyond just hearing some principles, beyond just hearing some truth. Lord, I thank you right now for an encounter with you that leaves us changed and transformed and closer and closer to reflecting what you've called us to reflect of your nature and your character with, in, and through our lives, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. God, open our eyes and, and our hearts to receive just a greater understanding than we have right now at this moment by the time we're done of who you are and how great you are, Father, in our lives, in Jesus' name. Will you put your hand, everybody everybody home, everybody in the building, put your hand on your belly somewhere, and I just want you to, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me and uh, just ask the Lord to open our ears and our hearts. Can we do that this morning? Pray this to me. Say, Jesus, speak to me today. Open up my eyes. Open up my ears. Let me see what you want me to see. Let me hear what you want me to hear so I can do what you want me to do and be everything you call me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. So we start this book of Hosea, and Hosea is what we call a prophet. He's in the Old Testament. It's very important to understand. This is this is like five, six thousand years ago. This is uh, this is uh, this is a different time. Okay, Jesus has not been born on the earth yet. Jesus has not died on the cross and been resurrected. The Holy Spirit hasn't infilled the life of the believer. So this is a very different paradigm, a very different system than we can really probably fully appreciate and understand. However, there's some things that are universal here. Uh, for instance, can you imagine, this is Hosea. He's a young man. He's a prophet. That means that he's, his calling is to preach, is to speak the word of God that God's saying to the people, because again, you understand the people didn't have a Bible. They didn't have, they had the Old Testament, but they didn't have, and so they were relying on God to speak through people to say, hey, this is what God is saying right now. And often throughout the history of the Old Testament, we'll get into this in our in our class time on the third Wednesday night of the month here, is, is, is often, actually the entire time of the Old Testament, the people for the most part, would ignore the words of the prophet. Now, one thing that sets Hosea apart, besides the obvious that we're going to talk about here in a moment, is that Hosea, you have to understand that after Solomon in the Old Testament, after Solomon, the kingdom of Israel is split into two. You have the northern larger portion of Israel, and then you also have a smaller portion of the land of Judah, which became two separate, two separate, um, two separate kingdoms. Judah was continually ruled by David's descendants, and Israel was ruled by an offshoot of Solomon's descendants, okay? And so, and so Judah was always recognized as that remnant, and, and in fact, all of the prophets, 
except for Hosea, are actually speaking specifically to the most part to the nation of Judah, not necessarily Israel. Does that make sense so far? But Hosea is in this northern kingdom that has been split apart, and he is talking to the nation of Israel. That is who he specifically is sent to minister to. But, 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 but we've got to take a step back to fully appreciate the message of Hosea here. Imagine this. Hosea is a young man. He, for whatever, whatever it looked like in his life, sensed that God had a greater plan, greater purpose for his life, and was asking God to do something great for his, with his life. And the Bible says here, what we just read in verse 2, at the beginning of the story, says, when the Lord first began to speak to Hosea, meaning the first thing that God said to Hosea was go and marry a prostitute. Now that is, <laughs> Mom, this is not part of the Bible you read to your kids at bedtime, is it? All right, this is, this is one of those, this is, you know, I, I hate, and I, it's always been one of my passions and one of my goals as a, as a, as a teacher of God's word and a, and a pastor to, to, under, to get us to understand that, guys, the Bible is not a kid story, amen? In fact, if you were to, if you have to work to make it a kid story, guys. This thing, this book is real life. This book is nitty gritty. This, the word of God speaks to the most insane parts of our life because we all have insane parts in our lives, in our existence. Amen, somebody? And so, and so, the first, imagine you're, imagine, and I'm just telling you, again, now that we're going to talk about this a little bit. This is an extreme situation, okay? God is probably not going around a lot of times today telling people, go marry a hooker, go marry a hooker. Go. That's not, that's, okay? Amen? And I'm just telling you right now, I don't care if this book's, I don't, we, we always like to make a rule out of the one time that this happened in the entirety of the history of Scripture that we have. Amen? So I'm just telling you right now, I know that God did this in Hosea's life, and we're making a message out, and we're going to talk about it because it's a greater illustration of something greater that God was trying to get across. But I'm just telling listen, if you come... If you come to me today and you're like, Pastor Justin, I think God told me to marry a, a prostitute, I'm going to tell you I don't think you're hearing from God, okay? I'm just going to tell you that, and, I don't, and you're going to have to decide whether or not you really did or not. I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm going to tell you that you didn't hear from God most likely, okay? But this is an extreme situation. But the extreme and the absurdity of the situation still makes me take pause and, and think, man, can, this is God. This is God did not, it says Hosea's like, God, I want you to, I need, I believe you want to do some grandma life, speak through me, minister through me, lead me into that ministry. And God doesn't tell him to go plant a church. God doesn't tell him to go to Bible college. God doesn't tell him to, God doesn't tell him to start a, start a food bank. God doesn't tell him to go minister to the Holy. He says, go marry a prostitute. Bad spousal choice if you believe you're supposed to be a minister. Bad spousal choice if you're a plumber. I mean, this is crazy, right? This is insane. And it challenges all of my ideas about what it means and what it means when I pray, God, use me. God, use me. And here, here's the first part that it challenges. Again, the, the words are so important. When the Lord first began speaking 
to Hosea. The first thing God settles with Hosea is this. If you want me to use your life, I'm going to use your life, not just your platform. Amen? See, we think I th- often, and, this is, me, and this, is, this is me as someone who, at, at, from this age of, of 15, 16 years old, knew that God had called me to some form of ministry like this. And so, and so that's been my focus, and I'm 40. I'll be 43 this year, so, so my la- do the math, 30-something years or whatever, that's been my, my, my number one pursuit and, and what I feel like God has called me to do. And so, and so I look at this even more than, than maybe the average person does, but, but, I, but I look at this and go, man, God is interested in using my life, the entirety, totality of it, not just a section of my life where I have a microphone in my hand or where I'm speaking some kind of word or teaching some class or doing some ministry. And that's the same way it is with our lives as well. God, if we are, want God to use us, he will do it. But understand that God is always going to be used of God is going to begin with my obedience in every area of my life, not just my performance in a specific gifting. Amen? And and you may ask yourself, well, what is, I think the reason that this is key for Hosea and the reason that that God gives us this story in Scripture and this this very extreme thing happened is is because it, it shows us this. No matter what your gift is, no matter what you're good at, no matter what you're anointed at, and we all have different giftings. We all have different anointings. God has equipped and given us each and, and every one of us different things. Some of us sing and, and play instruments. Some of us organize and structure. Some of us, some of us smile and, and, are, and are warm and hospitable. Some of us are, 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 uh, pre, some of us are, are speaking and preaching. And all. It's all different stuff. Amen? No matter what my gift is that I'm asking God to use, the number one ability that God will always look for is availability. Amen? There is no greater ability in any area of ministry or anything else that God may call us to do with our lives. And this is for church life. This is for work life. This is for home. There is no greater ability that I can bring to the table other than availability. And so God sets up and, and, and it says the first thing that God checks in Hosea's heart is how available, how available are you? How serious are you? How willing are you to be obedient even when it doesn't make sense? Okay? This doesn't make sense in the Old Testament for Hosea. Hosea is a very religious Jewish person, Okay? I mean, they wash their hands every time they touch the dirt. They're, they, uh, this, <laughs> I can only imagine the conversations that went around when he went to the priest and went to his family and said, God's told me to marry this prostitute named Gomer. And, and what, a, what, a, what a wild name, right? That's her name. We'll see that later in Scripture. We're, we're, talking, we're, we're talking about Hosea today. We're going to talk about her next week. But we're, we're on Hosea this morning. We're going to start this looking at this, this thing from his, his perspective. This makes zero sense. But here's the thing. If I'm going to live a life of faith, <laughs> and, and, and just even in my few years doing that, 
uh, and just in, in probably some of the limited capacity. I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not sitting here. I'm not at all going to tell you I'm some journey of the faith and watch all this stuff. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm following Jesus every single day, Monday through Sunday, just like you are. And I'm trying to figure things out as well. And, and most of what I'm doing here is sharing with you uh, some of the parts of my journey. And, and hopefully there's some steps along the way we can figure out. But, but, but so in that, even in that limited space, I have figured this out, <laughs> that walking by faith and living by faith and being available to God will often challenge what makes sense logically in the world around me. Amen, somebody? And so the first thing that he says is, is go marry this, this, this prostitute. And, and then he, not only marry her, they have kids. And, and, he's, and he's checking his availability because this is going to be key in Hosea's life. Because here's, if you read, you'll read the rest of chapter one. If you, you'll read this, if you follow along with the Bible reading plan this week from Red Life, sign up, text. Uh, put that screen up real quick. Find that screen. It should be in the front. Put that up there so you can, get, so you can follow along and we can all be together. Listen. If you read the rest of chapter 1, you'll find out that, that Jose obeys. Jose obeys. He marries this prostitute. They begin life together. They begin to raise a family. She has three children in the course of chapter 1. So, so you read chapter 1, you got to understand years are going by here, okay? This is not just some little thing. Years have gone by. They begin to, they begin to build a life together. They build a house together. They begin to, to live. There you go. Do that right there, okay? And so just leave that up for like another 10 seconds and then put the other thing back up. Thank you. You're the man back there, baby. Okay, so, so they begin to build a life together. They have three children. Each one of Hosea and Gomer's children, God gives him a specific name, and, and it represents a specific message that Hosea is bringing to the people of Israel, okay? And then chapter 2, Hosea, if you read chapter 2, that's Hosea preaching. Hosea, Hosea was available. Hosea did the thing. He obeyed God. He turned this, this thing around. And, and now, Hosea chapter 2, he begins to preach. Hosea chapter 2 is Hosea preaching. This is his whole message. God is finally using me, right? We don't know the story. We don't see what happens. But we do know that by the time you get to Hosea chapter 3, God speaks to Hosea again, and this is what he says. He says, go and redeem your wife who is a prostitute again. So we don't see any of the story. We're just, it's really God just leaves it up to our imagination to know what happened. But we can understand from, the, from, what, from what God is speaking to Hosea is somewhere along the way, Hosea takes this wife that is a prostitute, brings her out of that, makes a, for lack of a better word, I, this may be offensive, I don't know, makes an honest woman of her. Is that offensive? It probably is. I'm sorry. I'm old school. Gets her away from that. Raises a family. And then for whatever reason, somewhere along the way, she leaves him with their three children and is now back in a life of prostitution. In fact, God in chapter 3 tells Hosea, he says, go and redeem her by her back, meaning that she not only just went back to the streets and was living a life of prostitution, she actually had sold herself into a life of sex slavery and was under the control of some sort of pimp of some kind. And so Hosea is not just going to win her back, he's got to go buy her back and set, get her set free.
how available am I expected to be? Do I really mean it when I pray, God, use me? Amen? <laughs> Somewhere things go off the rail, rails, God still used them. And it would make sense if I'm Hosea. I think we can all put ourselves in Hosea's, in Hosea's shoes for a second and understand Hosea, Again, years have gone by between chapter 1 and chapter 3, at least time enough to have three children. So, so four, three, four, five years, six years minimum. If I'm Hosea, I am furious with God, probably furious with myself, wondering why could I not make it work. And if I'm Hosea, I'm probably assuming that, yeah, I did this thing God told me to do, and I, things began to work out. But it went crazy, it went sideways, it went off the rails, and now that part of my life, that dream, that, that prayer, God use me, that's, that's got to be dead. That's got to be over at this point. I'm a divorced man, a single father. I couldn't even keep my marriage together, and my wife is now a prostitute again. What a, what a fool am I? What an idiot am I? God, why did you do this to me? Why did I, I did the stuff. I prayed the prayer. I listened. I obeyed. I gave. I did the thing that you told me to do that made everyone laugh at me and made everyone call me a fool. And now I've got everybody five, six years later going, we told you. We told you, Hosea. We told you you didn't hear from God. We told you that wasn't the Lord. We told you you messed up. We told you you couldn't make this work. Everybody, I'm an absolute mockery. That's what I would. Th that's how I would feel. That's certainly what I would think. And yet, God once again shows up and says, "I want to use you, Hosea." Chapter two, verse twenty-three into chapter three, verse one shows us and gives us exactly what God is trying to do here. <laughs> this is what God is using Hosea to say. Verse, chapter 2, verse 23 says, At that time I will plant a crop of Israelites and raise them for myself. I will show love to those I called not loved and to those I called not my people. I will say, now you are my people. And they will reply, you are our God. Chapter 3, verse 1, here it is. Then the Lord said to me, go and love your wife again. Even though she commits adultery with another lover, this will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to worship other gods and loved to worship them. Verse 2, chapter 3 says, so I bought her back. I bought her back. I ask myself, how many times in my life have I started a thing obedient to God, started off making myself available and meaning with every fiber of my being, God used me, and then as things happen and life progresses and days go by, weeks go by, years go by, maybe some things don't work out, I, I, wonder, I wonder how many times I have made myself unavailable. Maybe because there was a setback, maybe because expectations weren't met, maybe because the way that I... You know, we pray, 
we pray, and, and I think if we're honest, I'll just tell you, when I pray, I usually have an idea in my mind of how I am expecting God to do what I'm asking him to do. In all these years, I still have that belief, even though time and time and time again, in fact, I don't know if I can ever think of any time that God has ever answered a prayer the way that I saw it going in my head when I was praying that prayer. Amen. And yet I still have those expectations. Amen. And I wonder how many times when those expectations are met and what looks like setbacks and, and, and what are setbacks and what are things that are painful, I wonder, I wonder how many times I take myself off of the altar and I, even though, hey, even if I may be still praying it, how many times I stop meaning God use me. Amen. And you know what Hosea shows us here is, is I cannot let setbacks be an excuse that stop me being obedient to God. Amen. Let me say it this way. Don't let a setback be the reason that you stopped obeying God. You hear what I'm saying? Hosea, listen, Hosea has, we're all on Hosea, we're all team Hosea here, right? Amen, like we all understand that he did the right thing and it still turned out real ugly and real painful. If Hosea said, you know what, I'm done Oh, I'll love God, I'll be obedient, I'll be a Christian or whatever, but I'm done, I'm done doing the, going the extra mile. I'm, I'm going to go to church, I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to pray, but, but I've, I've done the crazy thing. In fact, I just assumed that I missed God and didn't hear him at all. So I'm, we all understand that he's completely within his rights to tap out. and say, man, I'm done with that. I'm done with that lady, I'm done with that stuff, I'm not doing any of that anymore. Amen? But Hosea shows this amazing grit that he says, you know what? I went through hell these last little bit, and this is not the way that I, this is not what I meant when I said, God, will you use me? God, you can use me. <laughs> I don't know, y'all grow, I don't know, I grew up in youth group singing this song. We sing it around altar call, around youth camp time a lot of times. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Remember that? Anybody know that song? Amen. Any, raise your hand just so I know I'm not an idiot up here. Anybody else know that song? Okay. You can use. Okay. Sing another one. Lord, I'm available to you. Anybody know that one? Y'all got to y'all gotta quit listening to white church music all the time. That's the problem. <laughs> find some gospel. <laughs> I used to sing that one. Lord, I'm available to you. I'll do what you want me to. Just use me, Lord. Y'all never heard that one? See. You come. <laughs> okay. When I'm singing that song around the altar at youth camp or whatever, <laughs> Hosea's like, this is not, this is not what I meant. Blow your whole life up. Become a laughingstock and, a, and, a, and look like an idiot to everybody. Marrying a prostitute. Raising three kids on your own because she left you and did what, went back to doing what prostitutes do. Looking like a fool. God, this is not what I meant. He has every right to go, I'm done. I am finished with that. 
And yet again, he says, and he shows this unbelievable ability to do, he says, I'm not going to let this setback be my excuse of why I type out and quit obeying God. Amen, somebody? I'm not going to let this thing that didn't work out the way that I thought it was. I know God is speaking. I'm hearing his voice. I am not. I don't know who needs to hear that, but somebody needs to hear. Probably nobody in this building. is. This is for someone online, I'm sure. Stop letting whatever setback you went through be the reason why you stopped listening to God and obeying God's voice. Amen, somebody? We have got to decide, I'm going to obey God, hell or high water, no matter how it works out, no matter what happens, man. If I sense that the Spirit of God is leading me into a thing and telling me to do something, I'm going to, when I see God's Word jump off the page and speak to me and hit me like a ton of bricks, I am going to obey God's Word no matter what. What? Amen, somebody? I am not going to let setbacks and disappointments and unmet expectations be the reason that I stop listening to God. Amen, somebody? Don't let a setback be the reason that you stopped obeying God because being used didn't go the way you thought it was. Here's the thing about that. We use that term being used. Church and prayer life to God, that is the only example in any of our vernacular, in any of the way that we speak, that the term use me would be a good thing. If you ever, if you were talking about a person and you said, oh man, I really feel like they just kind of used me a little bit. That's, when has that ever been a positive? Only when we come do we say, why? Because it means to exploit. It means to exploit. It means to consume. And our minds, at least mine, mine, mine is not is not mentally at a capacity where I can understand how God will exploit my life for his purpose, and that's all done in his love to me. That's, that's because that's where I just have to trust and go, well, he's God and I'm not. He created the heavens and the earth. I have no idea how that works either. Amen, somebody? And yet still, though, we understand, we, I get surprised when I pray, God, use me, and then he actually does it. And I think one thing I can see from Hosea here right off the bat is expect the unexpected when I begin to ask God to use me. Amen? And again, well, I'm, I'm not a preacher. I'm not, I'm not a worship leader. I'm not going to do it. I'm just, you know, I'm a teacher. I'm just a housewife. I'm a, I'm a businessman or whatever, whatever that is. Hey, hey, listen, God wants to use all of us, whether it's in this setting or a setting somewhere out there, rest assured, God's purpose with your life is to be used. Amen, somebody? Whether you're teaching a class of second graders or cleaning a house uh, somewhere for somebody or, or, or putting an IV in somebody's arm or, or whatever the thing is, God wants to use you. Amen? Don't think that this is only for people in churches or this is for only for Sunday morning. This is for Sunday to Sunday, every part of my life. My marriage, my family, my, chi- my children, my business, my, my work life, my all of it God wants to use. He redeems all of it. Amen? My job, my job is to stay available. 
for him to use them. Amen. And I, ju I just want to put this in here as well. So the word of God gives us this, this, this again, I can't stress this enough. This is an extreme example to illustrate a point. Okay? And I'm certainly glad that God did it a couple thousand years ago through Hosea and didn't do it through Justin. I'm glad this book is called Hosea and not Justin. Amen, somebody? <laughs> we should all we should all buy Hosea a steak when we get to heaven. You know what I mean? Because he showed us, right? He lived it. He went through it for us. <clears throat> this is an extreme situation, but but where I want to apply that to is, is well, well, I'm not married to a prostitute. I'm not going through that. I'm not, and, and you, can, you can insert whatever extreme, but this is, can I stay faithful in the small setbacks? Amen. Don't, don't think, well, I'm not going through any of that because I don't have any, so I don't have anything to worry about here. I, I don't know. Have you let people that have talked about you cause you to stop obeying God? Have you let unforgiveness get into your heart? Are you having trouble staying available to the Holy Spirit uh, because there's been some people that maybe said some things about you? Amen, somebody? Have you gone through some hard times that made you decide, well, you know what, I think I might not go to church anymore, and I think I might just put my Bible on the shelf for a while, and I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. Has that ever happened? And that ha that's, I'm sure that's happened to many of us and maybe all of us. What I'm saying is this is, this is, this is uh, being available and not letting, this is not just for the big setbacks, it's for all of them. Amen? Don't let setbacks be an excuse and be the reason that I stopped obeying God. So here's, here's where we kind of land here with Hosea, is Hosea shows me from his perspective, because he's, remember, he starts available. God first begins to speak, marry a prostitute. That doesn't make any sense, but okay, God. Begins to work out okay, splits apart, doesn't go, goes off the rails. Again, God, go redeem her, go buy her back, go show your love to her again for this reason. Hosea lets me know that it's not enough for me to start available, but I've got to stay available. Amen, somebody? I've got to stay available. Unless, unless you plan on receiving Jesus as your Savior, and within the next 90 seconds of that prayer, you dying and going to heaven... You're going to have an opportunity for something to not work out and for some sort of disappointment to set in and some sort of setback to give an opportunity for me to tap out. Amen? And so I've, I'm going to have an opportunity to where I may start with God moving in my life and me loving God so much and me just being so thankful to be in the game. I mean, man, listen, and some of you, I don't know if some, how many, if you've been saved a long time, I, I like to always go back to this. I got saved radically. Now, I served God as a kid and was raised in church, but I went away from that for, for, for a few years in, in, my, in my younger years. And, and, but I got, when I came back to Christ, I came back in a radical fashion when I was 15 years old. So I had some wild moments. And they were wild. It was a wild three, four years for me. It really was. 
But I came back radically as well. Man, when I was probably well into my early 20s, I was, I was a bit of a radical. <laughs> okay? I still am, but I, hopefully I've gotten a little more mature. Some of it maybe I need to ask God to bring back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if I even thought God told me to do something, if I even thought, if I even, if I even, I mean, if I even heard, if I even just got the tiniest of inklings, God would say, said, go do this or go pray for that person or go, man, I, whatever, Lord. Okay? I'll be honest. Now I'm like, okay, God, uh, I think I hear you. I may not. Um, can we give, provide a little more details? Can we... Can you provide a little more uh, found? Can, you, you understand what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm still available to God, as, as I think. As best, but I'm saying there's opportunity along the way. There's always going to be opportunity along the way to where I may start on fire for God. I may start available. I may start, God, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere. I'll say anything. I'll pray for anyone. I'll believe for anything. Whatever. There will always be opportunity for that to shut down in my life. And Hosea shows us I, it's not just about starting. I've got to stay. Amen. I can't just start available. I've got to stay available. And actually, it's the in the stay, it's in the me staying available that I will have an opportunity to see God show up and redeem all of the things along the way that I that I thought were completely broken and completely unredeemable. Amen, somebody? Okay. The Bible says Jose goes get his wife back, and as far as we know, I mean, as far as you know, it's a happy ending. Amen? Wouldn't it have been a shame, though? Wouldn't it have been a shame in Hosea's life if he did tap out, if he did shut down, if he did close his heart to that voice of God, and he said, you know what, God, I can't do it again. And we would all, we would all understand. We would all, if, if, he was, if I was his pastor and he was saying, I can't take it back, I would say, you're, you're biblically within your rights. You are. You have every, I can't, you got to do and figure that out for yourself. Amen? (laughs) This is wild. God is asking Hosea to do something that even scripturally he doesn't have to do. We know the Bible tells us to forgive. We have to forgive. The Bible tells us to tithe. We, those are things we are supposed to be doing as Christians. The Bible says to pray, and the Bible says to, to you know, love your neighbor and all that. We understand that. The Bible also says if you're married and your spouse cheats on you, you are within your right biblically to divorce. Amen? But it doesn't say I have to. But I can. And I, don't, I, I shouldn't have to think a thing about it. Amen, somebody? So God asked Hosea to do something that the Bible tells him he doesn't even have to do. If you get convicted about forgiving your neighbor because you're harboring unforgiveness, well, we know the Bible says I have to do that anyway. So this is, this is, this is extreme, okay? This is insane. And yet he shows us that he stays available. And it would be a shame if Hosea did tap out and said, man, I can't do it. I don't have to do it. The scripture tells me I don't need to do it. I, I, I can't. I'm too broken. I'm too damaged. I went through too much pain. We would, all, we would all be on Hosea's side and go, yeah, we get it, man. We get it. 
been hurt and, and it just may tore you up. Yet if he does that, he misses the redemption of all of the junk he went through while he was obeying God. Amen? He misses the happy turn in the story. He misses the happy ending. <laughs> now hear me, because I don't want to give an opportunity for anyone or any, or any lie from the pit of hell or anything to manipulate this story. This is an extreme situation. Amen? This is not God telling every uh, spouse who's been cheated on that you have to go back and get your, get your, and make that. That's not what this is saying. Amen? Okay? What it's saying is, I need to stay available and open to whatever the Spirit of God instructs and leads me to do in my life. And in doing so, and if I in doing so, that provides an opportunity for all of the hell that I went through to make sense. And I wonder sometimes if sometimes we don't ever get to the point where we see God redeem it, where we see God turn it around because we tap out too early and decide somewhere along the way, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop going, I'm going to stop being that available. I mean, that was out there. I'm going to stop doing it. And in doing so, you know what happens? I'll miss the part where God flips it around. Amen? And I can still be saved. I can still be on my way to heaven. I can still live a great life. I can still love Jesus. I can still know God and all of that. But, man, wouldn't it be a shame in this story if Hosea misses out on the good part because he tapped out before he got there? Amen? Don't go through the mess only to miss the message because I decided... I'm unavailable. I'm, I'm putting notifications. I'm turning notifications off. Okay? I'm blocking the caller. Then guess what? All the hell that I went through to get to that is going to be meaningless. Amen, somebody? Don't go through all the junk only to miss what God wants to do in the end because I stopped being available for use. I don't know who needs to hear that this morning. But if you don't take anything else away, I think all Hosea's side of this really shows us is I've got to stay available. And in staying available, I'm giving an opportunity in my life, and I'm staying in the place in my life where all of the garbage and all of the pain and all of the junk, not maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, probably not tomorrow, probably not next week, but if I stay available, that keeps me in the spot where God is working, God is moving, and God is doing things bigger and beyond what I can ever see, fathom, or imagine. And eventually, it will all, God's going to. Because the Bible says, God's word, Romans chapter 8, says that God works everything out for the good of them that love you. Or that love him. Amen? God, that's God's plan but I also play a part in that. And if along the way I tap out and say, no, I'm not doing that no more. No, I'm not going to forgive this anymore. I'm not going to do that thing you're telling me to do. I'm not going to, I'm not, whatever, whatever it is, insert whatever you want to there. Wherever it is that you decided I'm unavailable on this one. Well, that's where I'll begin to 
maybe it may be a week, it may be, I'll begin to wonder at some point, why did this thing not turn around like God's word told it, told me it would? It's not that he wasn't turning it around, it's that I said, I'm unavailable. I ain't doing that. I can't go through that again. I can't open myself up to that again. Does it make sense? Nope. us to be. I think so. I think so. Amen? Don't go through the mess and miss the message. Now, now here's what God is doing through all of this. God is using Hosea's life, painful as it is, to literally be the message to Israel, to the people of God, to say, you are astray. You have broken my trust at every turn. You have worshiped idols. You have turned away from God. You have no, I have, God is saying, I have every reason to turn my back on you and to abandon you, just like Hosea does to Gomer. But because I love you so much, I'm going to keep time after time after time redeeming you, bringing you back to myself. God is, that is the message God is God is using Hosea literally to illustrate and to show his love through in this story between him and his wife. But as long as Hosea, and this is what we see here, (laughs) as long as Hosea stays available to God, not only does God show his love through Hosea, But I believe because Hosea continually says yes and continually is available and doesn't let the setback say, I'm not listening to that anymore. Because he says that, not only does God show his love through Hosea, he shows his love ultimately to Hosea. Because at the end of the day, for whatever reason that we can't, that we can't, that doesn't add up on paper, for whatever reason, and this is the other thing, because this is how God, understand, this is how God works. See, the Bible says that God gives me the desires of my heart. That doesn't mean that God gives me what, whatever my heart desires. That's a different thing, okay? When God speaks to me, often, when along with God's word, will become, will come a desire for that thing. Perfect example, this church. I graduated high school here in 1999 and told my family, God has called me to preach the gospel. Pretty, I mean, this is not probably the, how pompous would I be if I actually said it, but this is my attitude. God's called me to preach the gospel. I'm going to go and do big things for God, and I'm never, ever, ever going to come back to this little town again. That was 18-year-old that was Justin. whatever circumstance you want. Really no circumstance except 13 years ago now, coming home to, to, to visit family, I think, for, I think it was for Thanksgiving. I knew God, I knew God was leading Luann and I to, to plant a church. I still wasn't thinking about Brookville. And all of a sudden, this overwhelming desire 
began to grow in my heart. And I, and I, and I began to sense the Lord say, go to Brookfield. This is where you're supposed to preach this week. And along with that word, here's, I'm getting somewhere. Say what you say. Along with that word comes a desire or a love for the thing that God has called you to do. Does that make sense? Because the Bible says God gives me the desires of my heart. Okay? When you're trying to hear God's voice, one thing I, I have, always, have always encouraged people to try to pay attention to is what does your heart want? If you're a Christian, if you're surrendered to God, now if you're, if you're just trying to figure out, listen, I, mean, I mean if you're serious about the Lord, okay? If you're, if you're, if the, if, if the core of your being is, I want to do what God wants me to do. Some of us aren't living there. And if you're not living there, this is dangerous. But if that is where you are, one thing you listen to is, what is your heart? What do you want to do? Because God gives me desires. The Bible says God gives me the desires of my heart. Amen. So when God says, so, so I'm getting this to say, when God said, Justin, go I want, I want you to plant and start this church in Brookville. I want you to start Red Life Church in Brookville, Indiana. You know what? There wasn't this grudging, oh, my God, I freaking hate Brookville. I can't. No. There, was a, there came with that a desire to move my family back to a place that I said I don't want to live and raise my family in. You see what I'm saying? In fact, people, people ask me, are you sure? Are you sure you said you were never going to? So when God, when God is telling Hosea, go and marry this prostitute, I'm sure that it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like this begrudging thing. It wasn't like he was like, oh God, I hate this woman, but I can't believe. No. I'm sure that along with that word came a desire and a love to make this woman the one that he was supposed to be with. Does that make sense? So, so, I can't, there's not a scripture that shows this. I can, but, but if Hosea, if Hosea is demonstrating the love of God, then certainly, certainly, just like we would all believe and know, hopefully, that God loves you and me, no matter how many times we've messed up, no matter how many times we've screwed up, God, in his radical love, keeps pursuing, keeps knocking on the door, keeps coming after you. See, some of you that have given, some of you, when you try to, you experience this, you try to run from God, you try to hide, you try to get away, and all of a sudden, people start calling you, people start texting you, you start seeing ads, you start seeing things on Facebook, you start seeing things that remind you of God. It's not that those, it's that God is putting all those things in your way to get your mind to turn back to Him. You think He's doing that grudgingly? You think He's doing that going, oh God, yeah, God, here, I guess I just, uh, God, I can't stand this person, but I just got to do it because I'm God, you know? No. He does that because He loves us. And as Hosea is, if Hosea is supposed to be showing God's love, that's the same thing Hosea feels for Gomer. What I'm trying to say is this. God is showing his love through Hosea, but Hosea has this love for Gomer. 
twisted as it may be, nonsensical as it may be, offensive as it may be, to all of our senses of right and wrong and justice and fairness and, 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 and all that, at the end of the day, none of it matters. Hosea loves that woman. And so as he stays available to God and keeps obeying God, not only is his life being used to illustrate this amazing love from God, but God is showing his love to Hosea by leading him and, and, and continually bringing him back to get to the thing that he loved, Gomer. Does that make sense? So understand that when I'm, when being available to God is not just about, well, well God wants to use you and you got to, it's not this thing. No, it's when I'm available to God, that is, <laughs> not that I, I don't want this, it's the way for me to get to the thing that God has ultimately put in my heart to get. Whatever that is. By staying available. Amen? The thing that you desire most, the thing that God has put inside of you the most, that you want more than anything else that you're believing God for, praying for, I'm telling you, the path to get there is by being obedient to God no matter what and remaining available to listen and do what he says to do no matter what no matter the setbacks no matter the hiccups no matter the that's what I'm doing and in doing that is the path to get to the thing that's what Jose shows us amen we stand all over this place this morning way to let the Holy Spirit have an opportunity to speak to us personally individually. You can do that at home as well. Let's do whatever you need to do to kind of just take a second. I'm going to be, I'm going to be done here in about two and a half minutes. We're going to dismiss. But I really, I really want to encourage, I really just, I really feel in my heart that the Holy Spirit wants to encourage somebody this morning. And I think the question is just, the, the question I think that we're asking and that I feel like the Lord is wanting to ask us in this is are you still available? Are you still available in your life and your walk with God? I'm not asking if you need to get saved. I'm not asking if you're on your way to heaven. I'm not asking if you love Jesus. I know you do. I'm asking. I feel like the Lord is asking. He wanted to ask us, are you still available? Are you still saying yes? And that's the question only you can answer. I just want to encourage you. We're gonna, I'm gonna, the band's going to play in just a minute. Where I'm going to pray and we're going to release a benediction and ask God to bless us. But I want to challenge you to stay in it for a moment and ask yourself the question, am I available? Are there, have, has some things happened in life that's caused our heart to grow hard and caused us maybe to start tapping out? And it could be, listen, it could be completely possible that there's many areas in our life that we are completely surrendered and open and available to God. But there could be some other areas where some pain and some difficulty and some unmet expectations or whatever has happened where we have said, no, I'm not. I'm closed off now to God. And I'm telling you, God wants all of me to be available to him. Every part of my life. Preaching, family, everything is available to him. That, that's the goal. That's what, that's what I'm striving for. 
That's what I feel like the Lord wants to challenge. If, you, if there's some areas in your life, maybe the, the Holy Spirit is bringing some stuff up. There may be some, there may be some very specific ways the Lord is speaking to your heart right now. Asking, what about this? What about this? And if there's some things coming up that's difficult to look at, maybe some things you try to choke back, some things you try to kind of suppress and, and, and push down and, and not let to the surface, man, I want to encourage you to take a second. Get, do some business with God this morning. Take a moment. Maybe you can't even get to a place. Maybe you can't. Listen, I don't want you to lie. This is not, and I, we do too much of that in the church sometimes. So you may not be ready just to walk out of here going, I'm available in that area. Maybe you are. Maybe that is the moment you're at. Maybe, maybe the moment right now, the next place right now is just, is just getting to the place where you can say, God, I know I'm not ready to be available there yet, but man, I want to be. Just begin to ask the Lord to bring whatever, to do whatever it takes to make that happen. My prayer for us is that we're going to be available in every area of our lives. Heavenly Father, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, if there are places in our hearts where we have, where we have shut down, if there are places that we have stopped being available. I'm going to pray for There are places where I have stopped being available to you. Lord, I ask you first of all to show me, to speak to me. And I ask you, God, to give me the faith and the strength to surrender that thing and to, and, 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 uh, and to be available in that area. And Lord, if I'm not ready, if there's some pain, some healing that needs to happen or whatever, Lord, I, I want to be open to that. Lord, I just want to be open to you. I want to be available to you. Lord, I pray that you give each and every one of us Probably not in the extreme circumstance that you led Hosea in specifically. But, Lord, I pray you give us that same kind of spirit and that same kind of availability. That no matter what, we are going to continue to do what you lead us and what you tell us to do in every aspect of our lives. Even if that means raised eyebrows, even if that means things that don't make sense, God, we're going we're gonna to be faithful. And we're going to trust you with that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, if there's places that we need to be, that, that we need to, that you need to confront and convict in our hearts where we've said no and where we've been unavailable, Lord, make us available again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We stretch your hands this way. These altars are open, guys. I know we're ending a little, a little down. We're going we're gonna to look at this from another perspective and from another angle next week as we continue this. God, I thank you for showing your love through us, showing your love to us. Let that be what happens in our lives, God, as we continue to stay available to you. If you need prayer about anything in your life, man, maybe the Lord is ministering to you on a part of this message today. Maybe there's something else going on. You just need somebody to pray. These altars are open. There will be people here to pray as the team leads us out in worship. So we stretch your hands this way receive this blessing from the Lord right now. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord establish you and give you his peace in Jesus' name. Lord, keep us available to you in every circumstance and situation in Jesus' name.